Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on July the 2nd, 2013. For newcomers, I always suggest that you make good use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Lots of information for download. Where I go into the system you're born into, where it's all going, how it all came to be in fact. And it's a different reality than the one that's projected into you and instilled into you through your, the parents and your education and the media. Because we're going into, are actually into a really scientifically controlled system. It's going to go for a long time. So as I say, help yourself to the website. You'll find out the organizations that set themselves up to basically bring all of this in over a hundred years ago, really. And, uh, and has been awfully successful up until the present time. Even to do with wars, one war after another, including world wars too, they said they were necessary to bring countries to their knees and give up sovereignty, amalgamate the nations into blocks, trading blocks and then eventually amalgamate the whole planet uh, using the power of finance and basically collapsing banks, or at least for, the banks won't collapse so much as the, the countries that owe them all the cash. And it's a, a long-term plan. It's worked awfully well, and we're still going through it too. But they're not finished with it yet. They've got a long ways to go with many other things to do to the, to the world and the populations as well. Remember, too, that you bring me to you, because I don't bring on advertisers as guests. I don't sell lots of stuff and so on. I just uh, put out the basic uh, stuff that I know. And um, it's widely reported by others, too, that take it and run with it as well. So it really is cutting edge in a sense, because uh, no one else was talking about all this stuff, even globalism, when I started. That's why I came out in the first place. It was about time somebody did. But um, as I say, you can help me take along by getting the books and discs that I have at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can still use personal checks to order, or you can use uh, international postal money orders from the post office. You can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal. And straight donations are awfully welcome because we are going through, as you all know, inflation and devaluation of the currencies as we go through the next system in, in the next part of the stage into austerity. And, of course, we'll all be scared into it and rushed into it as well. Uh, and uh, the media is already on. The media is totally controlled by the big foundations that set themselves up a 100 years ago to control all information. They tell us what to chat about, what to be angry about. What, and, of course, they admit an awful lot not to be angry about. That's even more important. And they keep you amused and they give you lots of, of chatter, basically. And we do we chatter amongst ourselves, like, like Brzezinski said. Back in the 70s, he said, that eventually the public would be unable to talk about anything unless they saw it on the previous night's news or on some show on television. And, and it's just leaving expect the media to do the, do the reasoning for them. The general population today truly think the media is an extension of their, of their reason. That's what he said too. And that truly is the way because people can't use their own eyes anymore. They really do think the media is there like some kind of appendage. They're supposed to warn them of things that are very vital to themselves. And that's not the case at all. The media is there to keep you happy, amused, uh, often tangents, the wrong things often, upset about things that you shouldn't even care about, 
and not even thinking about the things that you should care about. It's very, very simple. And again, I've even gone through the history. I've got in the archives section at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, the history of the organizations and, and the big foundations and the Rockefellers and so on back in the 1930s got together to decide how much media they'd have, how many major media uh, newspapers they'd need to, in, to control the whole of the U.S. in the 1930s. And the rest would obviously follow them, you see. And they set up, a, a, I think it was between 23 and 30, they said. Uh, they'd also supply even to the, the capital, like the Washington, D.C., the uh, magazines that bureaucrats would read as well. Everybody is catered to in the managerial class that rule over us, you understand. Very old system, and now it's complete, because all media are happen to be members of the Council on Foreign Relations. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. And mentioning the fact too that most folk don't use their own reason. They don't observe things either for themselves. They're told what to look for by, again, the media, entertainment as well. Of course, even there's lots of um, imaging and so on and little little thoughts put in there for you to to follow as well and distract you and think about other things. So uh, when you don't really think about the average person even going to work in the morning, if they still go to work and and cars, etc., they're bombarded by noise from the time they get up to they go to bed. Someone else is always talking through the radio or something to them and they're just listening to other people's chatter. They're not thinking for themselves and they've been trained not to do it by, by this very method, in fact. There's so many folk now who can't sleep without without the television left on or radio going or something. And some people I've talked to have admitted that to me and they've been like that for, since they were children, really. So, again, it's a great technique, so you don't think for yourselves, and thinking becomes something can almost foreign to you. Uh, and some people are actually afraid for thinking of themselves, uh, for themselves, because you might go into areas that are taboo, and you all know what's taboo. There's so many different areas we're told not to think about because it's bad, or you're bad, or whatever, you see. And what I'm talking about here is something that's been discussed many times at top think tanks that work on all these projects on how to control societies across the planet. And there's nothing, really, there's nothing you can think of, and there's a lot you can think of if you repeat your mind to it, but there's nothing you can think of that hasn't been covered to do with societies, and every culture has been broken down into its strengths and its weaknesses and so on, and, and incredibly documented by the big think tanks, uh, right down to categorizing us all in different cultures and so on, in order to bring a global society in. And we're well under the way, too, well under the way. So most folk, as I say, don't think for themselves. They, they simply, as, as Jack C. Long said, they, they learn about things, and even hear about various topics which maybe are important through osmosis rather than thinking critically about it. It's, it kind of filters in through, through repetition, etc. And repetition is used incredibly well. Uh, Bertrand Russell talked about that too when he talked about music, how they'd be bringing music out and, and, and use it for revolutions for a generation. And a generation, you see, would grow up thinking separately from their parents to, to try and, and cut all the cultural bonds and ties between, between a generation to the next. And then, of course, that generation would think, of course, they were running the world. And what a joke that was, because they're all getting controlled by the big think tanks above them. They were telling them what to think and do next. 
Quite amazing, really. And they called all these things revolutions. Most revolutions, I've said many times, are bloodless. Because you conquer people mainly through revolutions which are bloodless, you see. They must think they're doing it all themselves, for themselves, and so on. What you need are lots of followers, and you'll make sure that you simply control the leaders. You put the leaders in, and they follow. And we went through the, the cultural revolutions from the, really starting from, from the, the tried before the 50s and 40s, but it didn't work out so well. But then they brought it all back in the 60s and really went to town because now they had television, you see. Everybody had television and the big, big media, especially in Britain, it was so obvious because the BBC, which at that time was staffed completely by people from Eton, they didn't allow any other worker into that place. Except those from Eton, to make sure that the establishment still controlled it all totally. And here's all these characters from Eton with their toning accents and, and prattling on about how wonderful it was as he, as he talked to guys who were falling off chairs, guys stoned on drugs that they claimed were stars. To get the youngsters saying, oh, you know, that, that was, that's bad, so it must be good. And it was put across that way too, with tee hee hee by the commentators, aren't we naughty? This is from guys from Eton who worked for the establishment. Remember the BBC is owned by the British government, or at least those who own the British government, I should say. But many revolutions came since, and here we are today, going completely global, and most folk have accepted it too, because every generation is heavily indoctrinated with more and more and more of, of the whole world's being global, basically. And uh, and big changes have to come. Plus, the, the, the left-wing departments of it all have been indoctrinated into greening, etc., which is great for the corporations because they're the guys who run it all. They profit from all the grants and multi-billions that are handed out to them to start various projects, etc. And they're into the greening projects because now they can give you less energy and, and you pay a lot more. It's all worked out that way. Followers are off. They're called useful idiots. And there are, there's lots of them. And you've got to have true believers, you understand. True believers are awfully essential to this. And in bureaucracies too, as I mentioned already, when they came out with, uh, with the Rockefeller plan and a bunch of other guys too, well, all took part in other big foundations to find out how much media they would need to start controlling it, all the information. Uh, they said at the time when they, they did put out the, 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 the various magazines that bureaucrats would read, uh, they would indoctrinate the bureaucrats too. So it's essential that those who are managers, basically, and manage your capacity over humans, really believe in, in what they're talking about and what they're doing. And, and of course, they don't question either the stuff that's coming out for them. They don't question it at all. Why, why should anybody question it? Isn't the media there to tell you the truth? Of course it isn't. In fact, that's, that came out in a, a law ruling over that uh, bunch of journalists who, who um, sued Fox News because they wouldn't publish the stuff that they'd been written, that they'd been hired to write on Monsanto. The judge said, the High Court says, the Supreme Court says, media, there's nothing about the media having to tell truth. So why do most folk believe it? It's astonishing, really, isn't it? But not really after all, because you've got to go into the, the history books and read all the big foundations, the, the, all the think tanks that, that you can get your hands on, you'll find that they're all funded by them and owned by them, and they run every aspect of every country, especially to do with future, the future. Where are we today? Where have we been? How do we get here? Well, they know how they got us all here because they give us all our thoughts through education. 
it's essential too that those who are in academia must also believe their role in it because they're, they're also true believers. Remember George Orwell's 1984. And in it, it's all about that he was in, Winston was in part of the, 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 the kind of bureaucracy for the ruling group, you see. And they had to parrot all the politically correct stuff to each other. Even though they knew it was farcical, they had to parrot it to each other and never give a sign that you knew it was farcical or you were doomed. And that's how it is today as well. You'll hear bureaucrats say the most ridiculous things that's PC, uh, but, but so unreal. And they're studied more than the rest of us are because you'll find even when the Soviet Union eventually opened up its archives and so on, the massive archives, massive archives, but more on the bureaucrats and managerial class than, than the, the general population because it was essential to say they truly believe their role because they don't use the power on the public and, and it's nasty power often and they've got to believe what they're doing. So we're living in a collective age in a sense. There's a lot of collectivist uh, mentality around. And we're taught to be globalist, which is collectivist as well. Uh, you're taught too that individuality is out the window. Remember the United Nations said many years ago that the individual was, was the most serious threat to, to the global society. Uh, communism also said that too. Because there's a lot to do with communism and those who really hid behind communism and ran it to do with the whole system today. It's being used across the whole world. But we're also trained even by what they do give us in the media, that we're powerless. That's part of the whole, the whole thing, that you're powerless. Because most of the stories you get to get you can upset and so on, there's nothing you can do about. There's no complaints department in the system, remember. It's simply absent. And they put out stories like this one here. NAC collected U.S. email records in bulk for more than two years under Obama. Well, what good is that to know? What can you do about it? See, most folk have been trained to believe they can't do without the computer and their cell phones. And unfortunately, they've been made to be so addictive that a lot of folk can't do without them. So they accept no privacy in return for what? Convenience? It's a sad statement on humanity when you think about it, isn't it? Most folk will. They'll accept anything. Even though they're really losing all the time, they're losing financially, because because we're going through inflation, as planned. Uh, that They're losing their ability to make their own decisions. They're giving it up without a battle. And they don't even know there's been a war on their minds and their parents and grandparents either. They have no idea. They think we're simply going down through this thing called progress. Progress. What is, who defines what progress is? To whose agenda is, is, is progress defined? Because there actually is a definition of it by those who own the world. But it says, so they collected all these emails in bulk for more than two years. Now, what are you going to do about that? Well, nothing, of course, because I say there's no complaints department. Who can, how would you complain to the NSA? Please, please stop doing this, NSA. It's laughable, isn't it? Back in the 70s, even politicians in the U.S., when they would bring out things up about the Cold War and so on, uh, it's always covered and the answers are covered. We can't tell you for reasons of national security. Common one, you see. And it was brought up at the time as the NSA and the CIA really separate governments. 
When it's so secretive, no one can get anything out of what they're really up to. Are they separate governments? Well, what they really are, are parts of an organization that was set up even before World War II. But during World War II, they had the OSS. So they, that eventually that split into MI6 and, and eventually the CIA. But uh, they had their own plans for a post-World War II uh, agenda. They had their own plans f- for, for the World War coming up, in fact, even before it happened. As I mentioned before, the H.G. Wells was a propagandist. He also was a member, top founding member of the Fabian Society, which is just the left wing of the Royal Institute of International Affairs. And it's got many right wing groups as well to change society. But he said we need world wars to bring the public to their knees and give up national sovereignty and put themselves under expert guidance. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back. This is Cuttings with the Matrix talking about basically the system that controls us all. And people are controlled even if they don't know it. They're given their fashions. The fashion industry works with part of the culture industry. The culture industry is awfully important to control all of us because new ways of thinking, behaving and so on. And people do. Monkey see, monkey do. And that's how the people behave. Very, very simple. It's always been that way. But as I say, most folk are oblivious to it, they take everything for granted because no one warns them, even as children. So everything that exists when you're a child must be natural because it's simply there. It's very simple. Well, we've all done it. But as I say, we're, we're run by powers which um, are seldom mentioned. Uh, some of them are taboo to mention. Um, you can't, to get, tr- you get truth, you, uh, nothing should be uh, closed to you. Obviously, any investigation into truth it means that every door has to be opened and everything inspected, and then you come to your own conclusions. But, of course, it's not allowed. But you find, as I say, with like an article like the NSC collected U.S. emails, uh, records in bulk for more than two years, and so on. It goes through what we probably all know already, and e- even to one foreign, uh, it says one person communicating, it's probably a government, uh, I can guess what one it is, but they also um, let them in, in it too. But you understand, they're all sharing the same stuff. There's a few governments all sharing the same stuff. All the time. Even by treaty, in fact, they're sharing the same stuff. And uh, we are a global society now, whether you like it or not. And there's still uh, economic wars going on against countries that haven't joined it yet, this whole global system. And they haven't joined the World Bank. And they're not under the rule of the IMF. They don't have an IMF appointee. This private organization, the IMF, appointed to your government. And um, and so on and so on. But most folk don't, have been taught not to even find out how government even works. They really have. And back in the 50s, as I say, many writers that were attending global meetings talked about the system they were bringing in back then. And you'll find, I've read articles here uh, by, say, Julian Huxley, who was up at the United Nations and UNESCO and so on, uh, talking about the system that we're bringing in, where he said that we have to knock humanity off its pedestal as a sort of supreme being and train them that he's just another animal. Because they wanted to bring in mass abortions and depopulation. At the top, they're, they're really eugenicists, you understand. And to, it's so cleverly done though, because to the left wing they sound left wing, and to the right wing they'll sound right wing. 
It's very cleverly done. Language is awfully important in how you con people because that of chronologies always use language. Now, what's a sentence but a string of words? But it's how you put them together that brings you to the meaning of the person uh, that's going to listen to it, you see. It's a computer language in a sense. Very simple. And um, you find other ones that say Lord Bertrand Russell sat in on different world media clubs that were planning the whole future, including step-by-step generational changes right into the present and beyond. He's dead now, but we're still going through some of the changes that he worked on today. And he wrote about it. He said eventually, he says, he says that those children who are a little bit brighter from lower classes will be found out at school through certain tests they'll do. And he says they'll be uh, encouraged to come into our class, he says, and work for us. And it's true enough, um, you even read about people who go to Oxford and so on, on scholarships, and how the big uh, illustrious halls there, where, where great minds have walked through before and, and so on, uh, has an, an awe, a creates awe on the person who's going in, and they become part of the system. And then they're well rewarded and they're given praise, etc. But the, the, the thing is, too, they must leave their past behind, including their family sometimes. And all their friends, all their acquaintances, and become the new part working for the new system towards the, the, this goal. But Russell said, if they don't, and they're intelligent, he says, we'll have to eliminate them. You won't kill them. He says, because such a person could put across to the general public ideas that the public are not to know. Because of his speech, his intellect, and so on. He could wake them up, and they couldn't have that. He said, we'll have to eliminate them. These guys weren't kidding around. They're still not kidding around. We've watched wars happen across the world. We've watched the color revolutions all financed by the West. We've watched the big businesses and oil companies and so on go to prime ministers, been in mainstream media, uh, and divvy up the countries before they even invade. They all wrangle and who's to get what. And we sit back and accept it. It's like, it's like out of our our, our space, you know, somewhere over there, it's beyond our ken. In the old days, you know, the average peasant that was a serf uh, wasn't allowed to, to go maybe uh, to walk half a day in one direction and half a day back. He had to be back where he he, he was because he was basically a slave. Serfdom sounds better than slavery, but it was slavery. And uh, a journeyman was the same thing from the French, from a day. Uh, and he could travel too as an apprentice. Uh, uh, how far he could walk in a day was, was his, his, his span of work. And then maybe walk back the next day after sleeping in a barn somewhere. So today, uh, you still, you're still given space to move around your cars and so on for a little while. They'll take them off you eventually. But um, under Agenda 21 and many other programs they have out there, and again, the Green Project and carbon cutdowns and so on. But anyway, uh, in the meantime, you still think you're free and you turn on your television programs, your favorite ones, and still come on. It's amazing how that works wonders on the mind and, and takes you away from reality. In the 70s in Britain, when they were completely deindustrializing the country, completely, for years, years and years, the public just were never told why they're being. De- All they heard was this factory's closing down, this one's closing down. Didn't tell them going offshore. That was a big plan. It was arranged back in 1945. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 
Live, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix. Talking about reality, something that very few folks seem to really know. And it's not their fault, because everyone's been brainwashed and conditioned from childhood. Everything works together. Everything works together. And you have to go through the education system and, and you find out the organizations that set up the, the educational system and what their goals were. And it wasn't simply to have bright people you know, get out and have good jobs and so on. It was totally different. It was to make sure you had a good, obedient, uh, well-behaved population on behalf of those who run the countries. And he's in that article, for instance, another thing, which again just hammers home the fact that you're powerless. This is what it's meant to do. NSA backdoors and open source and open standards. What are the odds, it says? And to do with the NSA having backdoors and security projects such as Selenux uh, and, uh, and cryptography standards such as the AES and so on. Well, of course, they, they, they've got all that workshop. They're miles beyond us. They had all this stuff long before they gave us the Internet. Remember, the military were the only guys that used it, the big boys at the top during the Cold War. So... As I say, uh, the idea is to make you feel kind of powerless, etc. But also, too, you're taught to believe experts. Now, Russell, again, who was a guy who helped create a lot of the system uh, that we're in today, including, say, cultural changes, said that, that we'll train the public, that they'll have to, they can't do anything without an expert opinion. And it works awfully well, doesn't it? Doesn't matter what rubbish they're telling you, as long as you, can, you say expert, as long as it's an expert on, and people do believe it now. It's very sad. Very, very sad that. They can't even have children anymore without, you know, courses and things like that before they have a baby. Never mind how to take care of a baby. That's all, that was all, up until the, the 60s and 70s, that was natural. Everybody knew. It's almost like a rare thing now to have a child, isn't it? Because, I mean, a live one, that is. Or actually want it. How did that all happen? Because it did happen. And also, too, another article, too, it says, Beyond Snowden, U.S. General Cartwright has been indicted for espionage. Well, the world focused on Washington's pursuit of NSA whistleblower Ed Snowden. Another much more high-ranking member of the U.S. power structure has been indicted for espionage this week. U.S. General James Cartwright was regarded by Washington insiders as Obama's general, and now he's facing prosecution for blowing the whistle on Operation Olympic Games, which planted the Stuxnet and flame viruses in Iranian nuclear facilities in order uh, uh, to derail Iran's civilian nuclear program. A closer examination appears that Cartwright's revelations didn't so much harm the U.S. interests per se, but they hindered Israeli ambitions towards a war with Iran because they wanted the U.S. to finish off Iran too. I said, but why espionage? What's the line between whistleblowing and espionage in America today? So then they go through what it means and so on. Now, there's a lot of players involved in this, and there's a lot of people to, who want to gain themselves. And so you have to look outside your, your own country, sometimes inside it too. So he's, he's a, 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 this guy's been... You know, indicted for espionage now, for, for throwing off what was supposed to be part of an ongoing war, uh, and uh, as long as Syria's getting taken down too, and the Iran's got to go as well. You're living through a script, you understand. That's all it is. A script where others benefit and you pay the price. In many ways. And also, too, uh, another article that's so common now, corporations replace the bisphenol A. 
with more DNA-damaging bisphenols, which are not they. They've got a whole list of them. There's different kinds. They all do the same thing. Just when you thought it was safe to buy BPA-free products, manufacturers flood the marketplace with an alphabet suit of, soup of toxic bisphenols. Now, bisphenols really work on the human body like uh, it's an artificial estrogen, a xenoestrogen, they call it, and, uh, and it really infernizes men. And this, this, this negative effects on women. Again, to remember, these are synthetic. They're not natural. And they can actually go into the receptors and block the receptors from even getting natural stuff. They don't just dissipate like natural stuff does. They stick in there for a long time and affect everything in your body. I'll put this one up tonight, too. But the whole point of this article, as far as I'm concerned, is, is, is don't you ever figure out the guys at the top know what they're doing. They don't eat the stuff. They don't drink the stuff you're drinking. Look what the British government did with even the GMO food. Second time they've done that. Well, we're not eating in our own restaurant here. And, and the, the big cafeterias they have in Parliament, they call them cafeterias. I mean, they're all butler served and so on. But the fact is, uh, they don't want to eat that stuff that you eat. Why do they want you to eat it? Because they do, obviously. And how about all these food and safety inspections and so on and, and FDAs and so on? So how come they allow all this stuff? Come on. Come on. They're not stupid. It's all part of the, the, the con. They're all part of the act. Remember what, what some Ed Bernays said a long time ago when he was promoting stuff and, and getting the public to buy for the consumer society because he created the consumer society in the U.S., and he hated the U.S. people, the, the populations, because it's just so easy to manipulate. Mind you, it's because they were pretty well innocent, naive, that they don't expect to be conned. And he's a bit different. He, he does the conology, you see. But the thing is, he talked about uh, uh, to get them to buy something, again, introduce experts. And he would bring professors on board uh, to sign papers for him. Or they, they would have ghostwriters uh, doing scripts up and put them in magazines, and all the professors had to do was sign them. They didn't have to even write them. The public started to believe that. Oh, if this professor of neurology says this must be good, or if this professor of whatever must be good, and he would even set up occasionally front offices, just just a, a small office somewhere in a city, and hire some woman to answer the phone once in a blue and to make it seem legitimate. And he would get the two professors' names on, on the office uh, office paperwork and so on. And often these, these professors never even visited the place or, as I say, had anything to do except just sign their names and collect the cash. Still the same today. Only it's done bigger, you see. And you've got the FDA and, and uh, the CDC and all the rest of it. The Center for Disease Control. They call it control, you understand. Who's controlling diseases? But that's how the world really is. And of course, they went through the massive vaccinations on behalf of the big pharma companies. And we've got stacks of experts telling us we've got to get to every vaccination that comes down the pike. Meanwhile, uh, their own studies show that uh, everyone's got a compromised immune system now, since about the 1950s, uh, more so since the 60s and 70s, as they get more and more inoculations. What, what does the immune system react to? Things that are not supposed to be in your body. That's what it's for. What comes into your body? And it's injected right in to, to, under the skin. And then gets into the bloodstream. Uh, vaccinations and all the stuff that it contains. Medicine's simply a detective story. What's changed? What's changed? Why is there so much cancer today of cancer of this, cancer of that, and so on, compared to 50 years ago? It's a detective story. What's changed? It's very simple. There's nothing complicated about it. 
And then you, you hear them too with HIV and all the rest of it too. And the UN said years ago, oh, everybody's going to get HIV. Again, compromised immune system, folks. Interesting that as well, isn't it? Everyone's got allergies today as well. Which again is a compromised immune system. You've got the skyrocketing uh, juvenile arthritis. What's changed? How many, how many needles get stuck in them today? Before they're two, two years of age. It's astonishing. And why do the mums take them there? Because experts tell them it's good for them. They only protect them and save them. Quite some, eh? HIV vaccine, an experimental vaccine infects uh, 41 volunteers. I'll put this link up tonight too. It's quite an interesting little article. There's also a video I think goes with it too. I've never watched the video. I've had the, I've had my smart, smart grids put me out half the day here. It's so smart, it just cuts you off, you see. And I guess it was when folk come home and turn on their air conditioners. I don't have air conditioners, uh, but it cut me off anyway. And what you'll find too, is what they'll do, what they'll do, is, is, is put more power to the grids to where there's more consumers in cities, etc. That's all part of the, the Agenda 21. And, uh, and you get cut off elsewhere. Because you're not so important, you see. It makes sense as well, isn't it? And also too, a little art- article, there's only an interesting little bit in about Mr. Snowden, which I'm still out of, on as to say, because he hasn't said anything we didn't know already. Um, but it says, Elder Snowden engineers deal with attorney Bruce Fine for his son's return to the U.S. And it says, more revelations emerged surrounding the Snowden Sega. An intelligence operative, Edward Snowden, says, is still in transit within Russia. Edward Snowden's father, Lonnie Snowden, has subsequently retained attorney Bruce Fine from the Lickfield Group to aid in Ed's return to U.S. soil. An interesting move, but what does this mean? The Lickfield Group is a law firm that holds many global partnerships. Very wealthy, obviously, to take these guys on, or they take me on as a client. In addition to its political and media consulting, so it does politics and media consulting. In its own website, it alludes to directing or managing global concerns. It's massive lobbying and all the rest of it, including assisting foreign governments to influence the United States Congress. I wonder which ones. And that's what it actually says. The Lakeville Group features unrivaled government, media, and business experience. Exemplary is the group's higher-level connections with the Department of Justice, the Department of State, and the Central Intelligence Agency. You almost think they had their own people working in there. Oh, hey, do they, perhaps? The group's unsurpassed combination of legal, business, media, political, and government savvy enables it to handle crisis management, tactical, or strategic positioning with unexcelled deafness. So it's whether a client's a giant corporation handcuffed by ill-conceived U.S. government policies or a foreign government anxious to influence the decisions of Congress. Who would that be? The president, agencies, the judiciary, or state governments, the Lichfield Group is armed with the skills and contacts indispensable for success. That's quite the boast, isn't it? I bet it's not a boast at all either. I bet I really mean it. This is fine as a scholar for the American Enterprise Institute, which is closely connected to the APAC group, AIPAC, a main lobby for Israeli interests, finds... Business associations largely consist of foreign governments and large oil conglomerates, all of which seem to be strange bedfellows for a constitutional lawyer of the United States. So I'll put this one up tonight as well. 
Of course, the media always give you something so simplistic. Remember, all propaganda must be simplistic for the public. Ben Laden in a cave uh, brought down towers in the U.S. and we went to war. I was a continuation of a war because we forget that Gulf War One really had never ended. They still had no-fly zones over Iraq and all the rest of it. And then, of course, like George always said, who are we fighting today? East Asia, West Asia, who is it? Because they kept changing their gun sites. And it started with uh, Afghanistan. And the next thing you know, they decided to, to take Iraq out as well, because again, a lobby group had says they want Iraq out as well. And even in Canada, they did poll studies to find out if Americans really believed that there's, uh, if they'd forgotten all about Iraq, uh, Afghanistan. And they had, through the media influence, as the media really focused them all on Iraq as the enemy behind it all. And it came out during the hearings, even uh, Bush Jr. said the same thing. Oh, I never said, I never said uh, Saddam Hussein had anything to do with taking down the towers or, or so on. After it was all done, of course, and they'd flattened Iraq. He said, he said that the world would be better off without Saddam Hussein. What is this? We're talking about wars and slaughter here. And a lot of, and you're paying the debt for all. You're carrying the debt. And it's still going on. It's still going on. Thousands of elderly people are missing. It says the last UK census found that far fewer people in their 90s than expected. You understand the population's dropping in, in life expectancy. No wonder I'm surprised actually that this folk actually hit 80s these days. Because it's, it's planned that way. Through the junk you're eating and all the rest of it. And never mind the quality of the stuff you have to eat these days. And again, all the inoculations you get as well. But it's, and again too, this, this study, don't just read the study, think about it. That why does every, every department, or every government have departments of, of really statistics? It's awfully important to who is it important to you know? It's important to those who rule over you and control you. They don't know everything about you. Understand, for, for total tyranny to exist, of course the big boys don't call it tyranny, they, they call it a scientific uh, dictatorship. Uh, Russ, you know, others, and Huxley too, Aldo Huxley called it a tyranny. They, they'd bring in a tyranny. The public wouldn't recognize it's a tyranny because they'd be conned all, every way uh, to believe it was natural. Everything must be natural because it exists. Because everyone must be predictable to keep those safe at the top. So you must be completely predictable. And they've got virtual use. I've talked about that for the last 15 years. And, and the Pentagon. The virtual you, they collect all your daily data, stick it in there, and they run tests on to see how you'll behave in real situations. They say it's almost 100% accurate. You will behave in real life if that was done to you. Because the statistics department, it says, we've seen amazing improvements in life expectancy over the past few decades. Six years have been added to global average life expectancy at birth over the past two decades. This is a propaganda term. Much of this increase has been down to improvements in child mortality in low and middle income countries. But in countries like the UK, post-retirement life expectancy has also increased rapidly. Really? How many folk are dying by the cold in their own homes now? Of fuel poverty, they call it. Since life expectancy for a man aged 65 has increased from 14 years in the early 1980s to 21 years now, so that's a 50% jump in just three decades. Which is why when the 2011 census was published, he went straight to the statistics about elderly populations. And countries doing well, life expectancy has been increasing by 2.5 years per decade. And it says, and the data revealed a surprise. There were, there were 
30,000 fewer people aged in their 90s than previously believed, he said. He says that was about 15% fewer men and 5% fewer women. There are also fewer centenarians than previously believed. The number of female centenarians was out by about 10%. Something similar happened in the U.S., etc., etc. Well, you've been reading articles, and we've read them on the air so many times, and bringing down the population. You're, you're looking about them bringing in euthanasia rather than treat ill folk who are elderly. It saves a lot of cash at the top. Some countries have implemented it already. It's to help the poor soul. No, it's not. It's, it's, everything is economic. All wars are basically economic. And all wars are to do with the power group that either wants to take over, all power, already has. And it's the same where it comes down to managing all of us. Because there's a massive bureaucracy, high levels of bureaucracy, and a whole outside group of bureaucracy that live on all of us. Awfully well they live too. Some of those guys do get into their 90s, like Rockefeller and so on. Maurice Strong's getting up there too, if he's not there already. You're kissing you. What kind of treatment do these guys get? What injections do they not get? It's not the ones you're getting. What food do they eat, folks? They don't go jogging and all that stuff. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. I should mention too that I really can't take colours tonight because my power basically went out. Uh, with this, this, this thing. Plus, I think the modem got blown with a surge for the satellite. So I'll continue anyway on this, and we'll see what I can do tonight and get up some other way or whatever. It depends. Uh, banks rigged 10 trillion dollar, uh, euros actually, 10 trillion euros derivatives markets, Brussels says. Now, what, what are we going to do about this? Nothing. 13 big banks colluded to shut out competition from the multi-million euro derivatives market, according to an investigation by the European Commission. The EU's executive arm said its investigations, which began in 2011, had uncovered anti-competitive practices during the 2008-09 financial crisis. The Commission investigation focuses on the credit default swap market, which allows banks and businesses to hedge against possible losses. However, more controversially, they were used by Goldman Sachs and others who speculate on the probability of a Greek debt crisis in 2010. Everything's right, folks. I mean, they even make money when they, when they bet on countries falling. Same, same as they did, too. We've had, we've had some of the big hedge fund guys before in 2008 that were selling companies off and then betting on them failing and getting money off it. You're not trained in this stuff, are you? Of course you're not. Morally, would you do it in the first place? Some folk have no problem with that different morality altogether. So there are almost 2 million active CDs contracts with a joint national amount of 10 trillion euros worldwide. Most, guess who's selling off the British Post Office? They're selling it off and privatizing it. Goldman Sachs got that job too. Goldman Sachs owns most of the big boys in the military industrial complex, the big corporations. Do you know about power? you think your government is power? No, the big boys that set up the foundations that created this thing called democracy and, and kept you happy for a while. 
are owned by the big boys who owned the, 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 the money of the day. They were international bankers. And like all business, they look upon it as war. Total power comes from eliminating all competition. What do you think globalism is? <laughs> anyway, it says the banks coordinated their behavior to jointly prevent the Deutsche Bank, the Deutsche Bank stock market and Chicago Mercantile Exchange from being issued licenses allowing them to enter the CD's market. So they can even stop folk from participating. Again, eliminate competition. The two exchanges were allegedly shut out of the market in 2006-9, covering the end of the credit boom and the financial crisis 2008-9. Nothing will happen. In fact, they get rewarded when even they pretend they're crashing. Whose government is it when they, they, they used your money to bail out the crooks? Whose government is it, folks? It's a private government. And farming subsidies too, the most blatant transfer of cash to the rich. This is the EU again, this big new Soviet bloc system. Most of the land in Britain is owned by very rich people, including millionaires from abroad who pay no UK taxes. It says, it's a silence that puzzled me. Last week the Chancellor stood up in Parliament to announce that benefits for the very poor would be cut again. Yet the same day in Luxembourg, the British government battled to maintain benefits for the very rich. It won. As well, some of the richest people in the country still each continue to receive millions of pounds in income support from taxpayers because they own masses of land under farm subsidies. You know, the guys who own the tenant farmers. You think serfdom's gone, folks? Well, from Hamish from Serfdom, Ontario, Canada, it's good night, me your God or your God's go with you. <laughs>